well, a couple of weeks ago, I took Facebook off my phone, and that was phenomenal, and I haven't, I'm not going to put it back on. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, episode number 131. My guest today is someone who's been on a number of times. It's Andre Obradovic. Andre, welcome to the podcast. G'day, Brenton. Hi, everyone. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. And uh, our topic today is how people can stop wasting their time. They can get their training done that they set out to do and how they can be more productive with their time. So um, we've talked about a number of different things over the last, uh, I guess it's a couple of years since I had you had you on. Um, we've talked about um, sleep. We've talked about health and now coming around to productivity. And I guess what... Um, what is your experience in terms of being more productive? Because I know you're a very regimented guy and um, yeah, I've sort of seen this knowing you for the last couple of years, but I guess what's your background in being um, productive and um, helping other people with this? Sure, okay. Well, I guess my background with being uh, liking to have a schedule was I was in the military for 14 odd years and sort of you never wanted to turn up late for anything because uh, <laughs> there were severe consequences if you were late. Um, and then I guess, you know, working in the corporate world, that sort of habit just, you know, went through that, you know, you're always on tight timelines to get stuff done. Everything was calendared, you know, sure meetings went over time, but as much as you could, you sort of, or in my instance, I like to work with a, a pretty tight structure. So I knew what was coming when I had to have work deadlines done. And I find myself that over that, cause I'm 54 now, right? So I'm an old man. All of that life of having that structure has set me up now to really embrace having structure I think it, for me personally, it delivers uh, much better productivity. But importantly, because I train between 15 and 18 hours a week, uh, it helps me be pretty, pretty much, you know, like 95, 100% compliant with all of my sessions that I set up and do. Um, so that's sort of my background with structure and why it helps me both from a personal life because I run my own coaching business, whether it be triathlon coaching or marathon coaching or health coaching. So when you when you run your own business, as you know, um, there's no one above you standing cracking a whip and there's no one going to tell you off if you don't turn up to things. You just don't make any money and you can't buy food. So, And you've got clients to serve and those clients don't want you to be late and they want you to be on the ball and deliver for them. So in that instance, working for yourself, I find, and training 15 to 18 hours a week, structure's essential during the week. I sort of ease off on the structure a bit on a weekend, but we can talk more about that as well during the um, podcast, I guess. So what do you see as the, a typical structure or schedule or how do people typically plan their days or their weeks that, that you see when someone comes to you and they're all over the place with uh, – with their schedule? Well, it really varies. Um, you know, first of all, I think some people um, have structure and they use either a – well, the worst – the thing that I see that I find uh, isn't very effective is where people have a paper diary, for example, their personal stuff, and then they'll have a, a work electronic calendar for their work stuff. So they're constantly juggling two different types of – scheduling systems and invariably 
that's not very effective at all. So I try and convince people to move to one system and obviously an electronic system, in my opinion, is far more superior. Um, and having that system that it can work on a mobile device and a computer. Now, some people may be listening saying, well, shit, doesn't everyone do that? Yeah, well, I do, but I've got a lot of clients that still use you know, a paper diary for personal stuff and a work diary for work, and they haven't thought about bringing things together. So when we, when we make that shift, it does deliver less conflict. Uh, it delivers less um, non-compliance with training that they're scheduling, but it also makes them less stressed because they're not having to juggle two different things. And it's like they can look at one device or one screen and see what their day or week looks like. And what is your, what's your current system and what software do you use? Sure. Okay. Well, I use, for my training, I use a system that's built here in Australia called Today's Plan. It's a revolutionary multi-sport platform. Uh, for those triathletes that are listening that probably use training peaks, today's plan is far more um, adaptable and flexible than training peaks. And the reason I use that is it syncs straight into Google Calendar. So I use training peaks, sorry, today's plan for all of my training, and that's what I use for all my athletes, and that can sync straight into Google Calendar. So I use Google uh, Calendar for all of my coaching work and all of my training sessions automatically import in a different color because you can set up the colors you want so that when I've got my calendar open, whether it be on my phone or my computer, and I look at today or the week, I can see all the red sessions or all of my training sessions. And if they, if I go into today's plan and change a session from you know, a swim that's 3.6K to 3.2K, it automatically adjusts the times based on my threshold pace and the way I've written a session and it changes the time in Google Calendar. Or if I drop a swim out from Wednesday and shift it to a Sunday, once again, that frees up that time in my planning calendar with Google. Automatically, I don't have to go in and reshape a whole lot of things. So I use Google uh, calendar and I use today's plan and they, and you know, the today's plan tech uh, sessions come straight into Google calendar and I can access that on my phone or my PC. And it's very, very good for me to use. And one of the things that you do is pretty much schedule every, everything in your calendar day to day, and that's travel, food prep, eating sessions, coaching. So there's, there's all, almost not a, not a minute there that's un scheduled can you talk a little bit more about that yeah um well i'm not a very um spontaneous person much to my wife's horror um and i guess my situation is a little bit different in that um my kids have grown up so you know i don't have the constantly changing to look after kids and things so for for people that like schedule or think they could be more productive with schedule, my approach might be able to work. And what that approach is that, um, as you say, yes, I schedule pretty much everything because for me, it helps keep me calm. It helps keep me less stressed and I wanna avoid as much stress in my life as possible so I can be as relaxed and calm and train well because I don't need extra stress on top of training stress. So. I schedule when I'm going to eat. I schedule 
when I'm going to travel to the pool. I'm, I schedule when I'm traveling back from the pool. I schedule when I'm going to eat it, you know, when I come home, even showering and changing. I build all of that into my schedule so that I know it's not just like a swim for an hour and 15 minutes to do three point whatever Ks. It's actually two hours and 10 minutes or whatever because I've got to drive to the pool, I've got to drive home, I've got to then get changed or showered, I may or may not eat. And they're the things that help us know, okay, you know, I'm at the pool and it's 7.30 a.m. because I don't swim, I swim pro hours, I don't swim at 6 a.m., lucky again, very lucky. So I know that if my first client meeting's at 10 o'clock, I then factor in all the things I have to do before that in my calendar and I can see it. So I can I can be relaxed during the session knowing that the session will take me an hour 20 and I've got time. I'm not rushing. I've got time to do the things I need to do to be sitting at my desk five minutes before my client meeting or five minutes before I have to get to work if I was working in an office. And it doesn't matter that I train at different times. Whether you have a normal job and you have to be in the car by 8 o'clock to drive to somewhere, this planning process, I believe, is even more critical. So I basically schedule everything except for going to the toilet. You so, know. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, you, um, so when you do schedule all of that in, you're not making these sort of separate appointment saying, you know, I'm driving for 30 minutes, eating for 15 minutes. It's just structured into that activity. It's, you know, an hour and a half swim will be two hours, 10, because you're factoring in the travel time and, and those other things around it. Oh, oh, that's a great question, Brenton. So, so, and look, you know, I'm more than happy. I can, sh I'll, I'll give you a screenshot of the process I use in terms of my calendar, if it might yeah, we'll help put that people. up on the website. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Just remind me to do that. Um, so no, what I do, um, is, so I build my first, the first step for me. So pretend that my training is my work, right? So, cause it takes up 15 to 18 hours a day. So I plan my work and that's what I call my training in today's plan. And I build those sessions around consistent times of the days and days of the week. So as an example, and this speeds up the process of planning. So, so I do a four week training block and I know that every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, I'm swimming at either 7.30 or 6.45 or whatever time it is. And it's the same for those four weeks predominantly, and it rarely changes. The same with my bike sessions. I know that every Friday morning at 7.30, I do a bike session. So I build the sessions in today's plan. So I've got four weeks worth of training. They come into my Google calendar. Then what I do, I close today's plan and I get on Google and I've already got all my client meetings in. So my other work where I make money, they're pretty much in the Google calendar already. And, the cl and my clients can't book meetings with me in Google through Calendly if I've already got a training session or a client meeting book. So the good thing is, like if you're at work, people can't book a meeting with you if you have your permission set up properly, if you've already got a meeting in your calendar. So anyone that's in the corporate world. So I do the same thing with my process is my training goes in, 
My client meetings that I've booked have gone in. Client meetings that they've already booked go in because they can't overbook me. Then what I do is I sit and I say, okay, so on every Monday, I know that for the next four weeks, my training session starts at this time. So then I just make a reoccurring event. I don't put my travel time and stuff in today's plan. I put it in Google Calendar, but I look at the four-week block and I see, okay, for the next four weeks, I am doing the swim at this time on Monday and I am doing my gym session at this time on Monday. And I just go in and make one entry for the travel and I make it a reoccurring event. So it pops in for the next four weeks and so on and so on and so on, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That's and and you and also it's the same with and it's the same with you know like feeding and eating because I only eat twice a day because I eat low carb and I don't need to eat more than that. So you know, pretty much every day I'm eating at eleven o'clock. That's my first meal. So once again, I go in on most days depending on my training load and I put in, you know, for four weeks Monday to Friday I put in a reoccurring event every day of the week eleven o'clock till eleven forty-five eat. <laughs> And that just pops in and it's in there for four weeks. And if I have to make a variation, I can review it the week before and make some changes. Sorry to cut you off, Brenton. No, no, that's uh, actually just going off what you just said. So you, you look at it from a, for four weeks and yes. then will you, you'll reassess it the, like, like a Sunday night. You'll look at your week yeah, ahead and go, exactly. do I need to tweak yep. it? Exactly. Yeah. So what, cause I might have more clients that come on board or I might have a new client. I'm never going to knock back a, well, I do knock back clients, but I'm not going to put my training in front of getting, getting a new client. Right. So I might have to look at the week and say, okay, in fact, I've done that today. I've started looking at next week and I'm doing some training sessions at Albert Park. And currently my Wednesday bike session is in at 7.30 in the morning. Well, I'm not going to be at Albert Park then. So I thought, right, I've got to snap next week and change things around a bit and shift it because I'm then going to go and have a chirotherapy session after that. So I've got to – so every Sunday night or afternoon what I do is I look at the next week and I do what I call a macro focus on that week and I compare it to my client meetings but then I also look back the week prior and I say, okay, did I have any non-compliances with training? So I open up today's plan because I put notes in after every session. So if I was feeling crap after a session, if I was feeling great, if I wasn't holding pace, if I was rushed, if I, had, if I was stressed, I put that in the notes and I'll put something like uh, got, late, got late to the pool, got stuck on fate on Facebook or Instagram, wasted 15 minutes, think about it next week, right? So so I look back at the previous week and say, where did I screw up last week? I only had 90% compliance. What was the day I didn't have compliance? What led to it? And then for the session next week, I either adjust the timing or I put a note in my calendar saying, don't be, a, don't be an idiot, <laughs> turn up on time or don't take your phone, you know? Um, so we, I know we can talk a bit about how to stop wasting time as well. But I, it, I, th I find that very important to do that Sunday afternoon thing to re-snap the week because help. firstly, it helps you know that you've got your plan set. And secondly, it can help you sleep better on Sunday night because you don't have all these things going through your head on Sunday night because you're about to start the work week. And I know you and I have discussed that before about thinking about all these things that you have to do with work. You know, you sort of, I get in a process of I have dinner, 
Sunday, come to my office. I say to my wife, I'm going to be half an hour just setting myself up for the week. I don't go on social media. I don't do any of that. I just do the calendar check-in, then I turn the computer off and I come downstairs and that's sort of like me saying, okay, work's done for the week. I'm ready to start the next week. I don't have to go back tonight and think about it when I'm in bed. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, I've uh, I mean I've uh, I've sort of been on and off with following this process, and I've um, and when I do it, I well, and especially when I stick to it, it's really satisfying. It keeps my mind at ease. the The struggle I um, the, the struggle I've had in the past is is just sticking to it and setting aside the sometimes you know ten minutes to thirty minutes maybe for the for the week to to structure it and with with my work it's um and with the young kids as well some of that often gets pushed pushed back or forwards and some of these things get uh get changed and i find the the biggest trouble for me is when that happens when uh i've got something set for for two hours at, at 10 30 and you know i'm looking after the kids or something else comes up and then i don't do that two hour block i find it hard to get back on track for that day so what would you what would be your solution or fix for that uh, happening? Is just thinking about, I guess, the benefits that come from being more organized and how you feel when you have a good week. Hmm. So so I, I sometimes sit and think to myself, you know, gee, I'm spending a lot of time on my calendar and, you know, checking that I've got things organized and stuff. And sometimes I do think, am I spending too much time doing that and is there a benefit? But then when I sit back and look at my training sessions and the 100% compliance week after week or the fact that I'm getting eight hours beautiful sleep every night and I'm relaxed, I think it for me it's an important tool. So if I'd be saying if you, if you are feeling that you have a better week when you make that 20 minutes to plan and structure, then maybe you should actually do it more often. Yeah, and I I think that's a that's a uh, yeah a, a fair assessment of because I yeah certainly find when there's when things aren't set in the in the calendar, they either don't get done or they just get pushed back and and they take longer. So um, yeah, it's. It's uh, definitely something that, um, that it's worth spending that time planning. Um, so yeah, it's the, the what, what would you say to someone who has who would look at your calendar and they'll see it on the website and they go like I can't they'll say I can't structure my every single single minute there because you know I'm I'm more spontaneous I want to be able to do things on the fly. Can they structure in free time or can they structure in going to the movies or or, or time where they're not actually um, where there's nothing set. What's what's your recommendation for people who feel like they want a bit of spontaneity in their week? Well, I, I do that. Don't take it that I – by saying I structure everything in my day doesn't mean I have times where I don't have anything in there. Um, so as an example, I had an hour today in the calendar free before you and me speaking, and I went and sat down by the fire and – had to think about what we were going to do. That wasn't in the calendar. It was just an hour block that was free. Um, So that's the first point. The second point is I try and have nothing in the calendar on the weekend apart from sometimes I'll do maybe one client meeting for someone who can't meet during the week 
um, or and and then I train on a Sunday, so that is in the calendar. But apart from that, I don't put anything in an electronic calendar for the weekend. I use a totally different system, so I'm not feeling like I'm at work on the weekend. So I use an old-fashioned bit of paper. And on Friday night, what I do is I sit down with my wife and I say, okay, these are the things, and I just sort of rule it into Friday and Saturday, old-fashioned notepad, and I just say, okay, I've got three hours of training on Sunday. I've got a teacher class on Saturday morning. Other than that, my time's ours. What do you want to do? What do I need to do for you? What do I need to get done at the house? If we had kids, I'd be like, who's taking the kids to the football? And then she'll say, well, i got stuff I need to do on Sunday morning, so can you train Sunday morning and then we have the afternoon together? And on the sheet of paper, I just draw that up and I'll leave it on the kitchen bench. So that that is about as spontaneous as I get. But back to your sort of question about what other people can do is I would say when you're planning in your calendar, one thing you could do is color code things. So that's what I use. Google is very good for that as well, is just right-clicking and color coding what I would call really important activities and things that are not a high priority. And if you need to shift things, the things that you need to shift or make room for other things are those ones that aren't a high priority. Um, and it's similar. it's a similar concept to key sessions, routine sessions or optional sessions with your training. Um, so if if your listeners, you know, think that every session is a critical or a, a key session in their training, if they're a triathlete, well, that's probably the wrong approach. So even though I am generally 100% compliant, if I feel like my week is chocking up and I need to drop a session, I have sessions in my plan that are critical key sessions that I must do and then I have sessions that I can drop out and you can take the same approach with things in your life as well but I would always advocate having spare time in the calendar and it's actually blocked as free time so you you know if you're getting a bit stressed or a bit anxious about getting shit done you actually allocate maybe towards the back end of the week, and this is what I do on a Thursday and Friday, I allocate time that's just like blocked where clients can't book me and it's just a gap in the calendar that if I need to catch up on things or if I want to go for a walk or do something spontaneous, even though it's sort of maybe not spontaneous because you've already got the time blocked, it's more like here's some downtime where I can do other things that aren't necessarily in my calendar that have come up during the week. Does that sort of answer what you're after? Yeah, that's good. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and you're, I mean, I guess we'll see you color coding with the uh, with the screen grab of your of your calendar, is there a uh, particular method or, or or how do you how do you color things with uh, yeah with each aspect of your uh, of your life? Oh, okay. Well, uh, my training is all red. Uh, my client meetings are all yellow. Um, anything that involves um, sort of like business stuff as in meeting with people about business, I color code in orange. Um, downtime, I usually color code in green. Um, you know, finances and personal admin, I color code blue, I think. So I sort of just have a scheme so I can look at the week. I can actually look at the week and say, wow, 
there's there's a lot of blue here or there's not much of green here or like a couple of weeks ago my program was pretty much you know client meetings back to back like and I'm like wow that's a lot of client meetings this week I need to get a bit more balance so whatever works for people I think because I'm a visual person so I like to look at it and see how much training time there is you know how much um downtime there is etc and just sort of i use that color scheme and it sort of works for me you know yeah and what uh what are some things that you've done yourself to stop yourself from wasting time on social media or other things that you find are unhelpful in working towards the the goals and the targets that you set for yourself okay uh well a couple of weeks i took facebook off my phone and that was phenomenal and i haven't I'm not going to put it back on. That's the first thing. Um, the the other thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to allocate time because I have a business email and a personal email. So I'm going to actually allocate time uh, each morning to do personal email like 10 minutes in the morning and then at the end of the day and I'm not going to look at my personal email apart from those times. Um so that's something that I'm doing. When I'm sitting at my desk working on important stuff, I will often turn my phone off because if the phone's on and I get a bit distracted or bored, I'll pull the phone up and start looking at you know LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram or whatever. So by turning the phone off, sure, no one can ring me. But that's all right. There's a thing called voicemail. <laughs> and, you know, no one, apart from my wife and kids, you know, no one else is that important that has to get to me every five seconds. Um, so scheduling when I'm going to do personal email. Um, but also, I'm also going to schedule when I'm going to do social media stuff. And now one way to do that is by using a scheduling tool because I run a business, but most people won't. So if you're just a normal person... I I would suggest thinking about when you're going to deliberately make a choice to waste time, and that means social media, right? Now, I'm not judging anyone. I'm on social media heaps, but, you know, one thing a mate of mine, Andy, has done is he has made a folder, I think you call it, on your phone, and it's called Wasting Time, and he's put all of his social media apps in that folder. So when he grabs his phone – he has to press the thing that says wasting time before he goes into social media. And he says it's made a huge difference to him because he sees that and he's like, do I really want to waste time? Like, so that's something he's done. Um, so I think for me, it's been being conscious of the time I'm wasting, uh, always having my calendar open because I have three 24-inch monitors on my desk. So having my calendar always open on the left-hand screen with a line running down it in Google telling me what time of the day it is and where I'm at to make sure I'm sticking on track and I don't get distracted. Um, and, and just being present and thinking about am I bored or am I on task and how am I going to feel if I get all this stuff done that I have to get done today? I, and I guess the last one is, um, and I see this all the time, going to the gym or the athletics track or the pool and sitting in your car, I'll, I'll just check my phone before I go and train. So 
you and I have talked about this before. In winter last year, I hated swimming in the cold and I used getting on the phone, oh, look, I'll just spend another five minutes here, five minutes here looking at Facebook or Instagram or doing emails. And then all of a sudden, I'd only have 30 minutes to swim. I'm like, oh, I'll just go and jump in the spa instead. I was being a lazy shit. So what I do now is when I'm going to the pool, I often won't even have my phone on. It'll just be in the car off in the glove box or, you know, in the console. And then when I get out of the pool and in the car, I'll turn the phone on and it'll automatically sync my Garmin data while I'm driving home. And that's, for me, that works really well as well. Turning the phone off before you even get to the pool so you're not looking at that final like on Facebook, even though I don't have Facebook, or answering that email that's not important. You know what I mean? Mm. And for someone who's listening to this and they thinking this is something that i'd love to love to try and I, th- I think it could work for me what's the what are the first couple of steps that simple steps that people can do to start running their life this way the first thing is if you're running two calendars a paper one and an electronic one think about how you can use and i'm assuming most people work think about how you can integrate your personal things into your work calendar whether that's um There are tools that allow you to lay Google Calendar into Microsoft and Apple Calendar systems that they have. I used to have do that when I had a job, a real job. Um, Or there are plugins that let you have a shared calendar. So that's the first thing I'd think about. Or if you can only use a work calendar, use a work calendar and put your own personal things in there and make them private so people can't see what you're doing. But you can see it all in one device. That's one suggestion. Get off two devices or two different systems because it can lead to a whole lot of extra stress and mucking around. That's the first thing. The second thing I would suggest is if people are wanting to be more organized because they're not being compliant with their training, I'd sit and do some reflection on what is it that's stopping them from making their sessions? Like are they regularly missing specific sessions every week or is it once in a while? And what's that about? Is it that they're too fatigued? Is it that they haven't had a good sleep? Is it that they screwed up their calendaring and they forgot they have a work meeting? Uh, You know, what is it about that? Or is it they're not motivated? Now, if they're not motivated, maybe it's because they're training too hard or they've got too much stress in their life. So maybe cutting one swim out of the week, God, oh, oh my God, everyone's saying this guy's an idiot. But yeah, trust me, cutting a swim out of your week or cutting a run and being less stressed might help you perform better is actually having a look at what's causing that to happen because it may not be a technology issue with a calendar system or not knowing what you got happening. It might be motivation, it might be stress, it might be not liking the group you train with, it might be your sessions aren't challenging enough, you're not making progress, it could be a whole lot of things. Um, that That's from a training point of view, I guess, Brenton. Yeah, that's that's really good. And uh, um, any final words on, uh, or yeah, words of advice for, for people who, who are sick of wasting time and they, they know that they can do a, a lot better? Um, right, maybe write down how you feel, how you feel about 
the time you're wasting? You know, how does it make you feel that you're wasting the time? And if you think you're wasting time and you're frustrated by it, that's a good that's a good thing that you actually acknowledge it. So write down on one side of a page of paper, right, today or the current situation and then write down words that describe how you feel because of this um, issue of not doing sessions or wasting time or procrastinating or whatever it is. And then on the right-hand side, what you want to do is say future and write down how you want to be, not how you should be or you need to be, but how you want to be, how you want to feel, you know, whether it's productive, whether it's hitting the numbers, nailing the sessions, feeling relaxed, not feeling stressed and having those words written in a positive tone, not a negative. So you don't want to say, not tired. You want to say energized, feeling uh, really well, and and look at those two, and then get another sheet of paper and say, well, these questions: what's holding me back? What's the what's the one or two things I can do this week to make a change? And how will I feel at the end of the week when I've made those changes? So you know, just those three questions can open up. Uh, light bulb moments or insights for people to actually realize that making a change can help them be more efficient, more effective, be more relaxed, be more calm. And, and as I said, sometimes that means we need as an athlete to take a critical look at ourselves. And, and if we have a family and a busy life is maybe sometimes we're putting too much of a focus on our training. Um, Maybe we could be more benef benefited by putting more time focusing on our family or our kids, doing less training, but making that training more effective because you're nailing it and you're hitting the numbers instead of uh, going backwards in your training. Mm. Yeah, that's a um, it's a good way to look at it. And uh, I know we've done that exercise in the past and it's been really useful to just sit and reflect on uh, on what's going well, what can be improved and, and actually spending the time to dig a bit deeper into some of the feelings you might have towards yourself or the way that you're, you're doing things or, um, you know, what, what's ac the actual cause behind some of them? Because often the, the problem you think you've got isn't the problem. It's, you know, it may not be that you're, that you're not scheduling your week, right? It could be some, it's, it's most likely something a lot, uh, a lot deeper than that about how you feel towards your your training or your job or, or other other things like that, and that's something that I've found um, that you know that you've been very good at asking the right questions to uncover that, and um, and those questions that you just mentioned are, are some of those. So it's um it's really helpful to sit down with the right person and have them ask you questions with no judgment behind it. And, uh, and just from a, just exploring those, uh, those different things. So, uh, I'd like to thank you very much for being on the, the podcast again, and where can people get in touch with you and find out more about what you're, um, currently up to and how you can help people with their training and their, um, and their health and, and life. Uh, great. Thanks, Brenton. Well, andreabredovic.com is my website. Um, the, I have a health and wellness app as well, which at the moment is free, um, and they can download that by just searching my name on the 
Apple Store and the Google Play Store, Andrea Bredovic, and the app has a load of content, recipes, podcasts, videos that come out every Wednesday. So that is something that is probably the best way to connect. And I've just made some changes on that that are going to be effective later this week where they can actually chat with me in the app to ask questions instead of being on Messenger because, once again, I'm I'm actually probably going to get off Messenger 100% as well. And if people want to work or ask questions with me, it all comes through the app. So they're probably the two best ways. I'm all over Instagram. Um, so, yeah, Instagram, LinkedIn if you're more professional, website. Um, and if people are interested in working with me, I have a process where they fill out a survey around the three areas that I focus on, one being uh, body composition, the other being sleep, and the other being uh, endurance coaching using you know, my approach, which is a bit different to most coaches, I guess. So they're the three areas that I focus on. And I'd love to hear from people if they need a hand. And if not, I hope what we've gone through today helps people uh, make some changes. And then obviously, you know, if they if they sign up to next year's Hell Camp in Thailand, they'll get to meet me because this year's is fully booked out, I'm sure, already. So the people that are listening for this year's uh, Hell Camp, I'll be there and we'll be smashing it in the pool together. But, uh, yeah, my website and uh, the app are probably the best ways to get in touch, Brenton. Yeah, fantastic. And we'll have all those links on the website at effortlesswimming.com and um, we'll also have a screenshot of your calendar so they've got a bit of an idea of um, the way you currently run it and uh, yeah, how week's booked up for this year but um, I was just thinking about next year's camp and, and looking at the dates. So um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun and I uh, always look forward to, to how week over in Thailand. It's, uh, it's a big week for the people participating but it's, it's those sorts of weeks that really make it worthwhile and um yeah and we've got so many people returning which is which is awesome i think more than 50 percent of the people coming back so uh can't wait for it and uh yeah thank you again for being on the podcast thanks for listening to the effortless swimming podcast if you'd like us to help you become a faster more efficient swimmer go to www.effortlessswimming.com